Folks, what is going on? It is Friday, once again, 47 Foot Friday. Thank you so much for tuning in. Friday, December 20th, second to last 47 Foot Friday before the holiday, or last before the holiday, but second to last of 2019. Uh, we're off to a good start. You know, that's been a good 2019. I want to thank everybody that has been listening in this entire year. Uh, it's really been a hell of a time. You know, I've enjoyed getting this up started. Um, you know, I joined Trainwreck here. We had just myself doing a couple posts here and there, and then we started doing a couple Twitter videos. Um, those capped out at about two minutes. So, you know, the, to be able to move to this platform, have a regular weekly podcast for you guys. Um, now I'm in my own studio here. We got the 47-foot studio set up. Uh, right in cheek to Vegas, so I'm not too far from uh, Degenerate Al. Uh, we got a great decoration here. I got my uh, Eagles flag hanging down over the door instead of the door. Uh, door is gone. Got my Nationals World Series towel, rally towel, hanging from the door. <coughs> Jerseys are hanging all around the walls. Uh, anything from a 2009 National League All-Star jersey for MLB. Uh, you know, we got some Capitals jerseys, Eagles jerseys. I got my uh, Hughes Bills jersey. I got my McCoy Color Rush jersey, uh, RIP Shady. Got my Deshaun Watson, my Vladdy Guerrero Jr., my Vladdy Daddy, if you will. Um, we got a bunch of good stuff. And then, you know, hats hanging all around. Uh, Wizards hat, Sixers hat, Cavaliers hat. Uh, got a Giannis Bucks hat. Got a, you know, a whole different load of stuff. So, uh, got a nice hard hat here hanging up, so now it's a good setup. The desk is all ready to go. My uh, Anthony Rendon bobblehead and my Nationals German style mug. Uh, it's it's an awesome setup, and honestly, I'm just excited. <clears throat> if you had asked me back earlier this year if this would be a thing, I probably would have told you you're crazy. So everybody that is listening, I do appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. That being said, uh, one place that I haven't been able to get to in about a week. But I definitely want to get back there for today's UB Bowl game is going to be Amherst Pizza and Ale House. Um, folks, they're going to have great specials going on all day today. Um, they're actually running a special right now as well. Every $50 in gift cards you buy to Amherst Pizza and Ale House, you get an additional $10. Um, so, you know, I like to use that for myself personally whenever I buy other people gifts. Buy $100 worth of gift cards, you get yourself a $20 gift card. Uh, but it works out pretty well. You know, they got <clears throat> all the TVs, all the beers, all the foods, all the foods, not even just a big selection of foods. They have all the foods folks. Um, so if you're thinking on getting on down there for the UB bowl game today against Charlotte, I believe it is, uh, you know, get on down, highly suggest going, um, tell them Kyle sent you, tell them train wreck sent you, tell them this train never stops. They will definitely be more than happy to take care of you and make sure that, while you're there against, you know, watching Buffalo take on Charlotte today, um, it's going to be a, a really good time. So <clears throat> let's start with, let's see here. There's no Thursday night football this week. I know it kind of throws my whole schedule off. Um, what we're going to end up doing today, folks, is a little Saturday preview for Saturday football, okay? <clears throat> and I apologize, really trying to clear my throat off mic as much as possible. Not feeling too well again. Really got to start kicking this instead of just hoping it goes away. Houston Texans, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We got a 1 o'clock game on Saturday. The Houston Texans are 9-5 total. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 7-7. Seven seven. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, only 2-4 at home. And the Texans are 4-3 on the road. 
Um, going into a little bit of pick stats right now, the Houston Texans are three-point favorites at minus three. Uh, money line 165 on the minus for Houston and 145 on the plus for the Bucks. Um, then you got an over-under of 49.5 total points. So uh, for me personally, I'm going to take Houston minus the points. Um, it, you know, based off of ESPN's matchup prediction, uh, they're giving Tampa Bay actually a 54% chance of winning this game. <clears throat> Not sure I really see it because Mike Evans has recently been put on the IR. Um, Jameis has almost just as many interceptions as touchdowns, but I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, and then ultimately, just the way Deshaun Watson is playing, over 3,600 passing yards, 26 touchdowns, making it to the Pro Bowl. Uh, completion percentage is insane. So I'm going to give it to Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans to come away with this game. And I'll, and I'll tell you kind of why I think that. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers seem to be a team that win games they shouldn't and lose games that, you know, everyone kind of thinks they, you know, how do I want to put this? They win the games they shouldn't and they lose the games they shouldn't. Um, Tampa Bay is one of the teams you really don't want to bet against. Can never put a finger on how they're actually going to perform. But... You know, with this game taking place in Tampa, it's going to be about 75 degrees at kickoff. Um, I, I would give it to Houston. I just think the offensive power between Watson, Hyde, and Hopkins, uh, I think it's going to be too much for Tampa's defense. And if you just look at uh, Deshaun Watson's passing yards, like I said, 3,668 passing yards. Carlos Hyde's rushing yard has over 1,000, 1,030. Um, DeAndre Hopkins at 1142 for reception yards, and he doesn't even have 100 catches on the year. Um, so he's, you know, just short of that, which is a pretty, pretty insane stat line, if you ask me. Um, Houston Texans are in a position where, you know, they're trying to hold on and clinch their division, trying to make sure they can guarantee themselves a spot in the playoffs. And I think they're a dangerous team if they get that far. I mean, Houston does only score 24.4 points per game. Um, they're allowing semi-similar, 23.6. So, on average, they're winning by less than a point. So, for a 9-5 and five record to be winning by an average of less than a point, it's, it's a little questionable. But I just think the offense has the amount of firepower and the star power in the receiving core to ultimately, you know, take down Tampa Bay, get into the playoffs, um, and kind of lock yourselves up as a, you know, definitely a challenging team. Uh, if you look at the Bucks, they are scoring 29 a game, 29.7 to be exact, um, and they're letting up 28.4. So for a team to be with a 500 record and winning by more margin, you know, the larger margin of victory than Houston, I mean, they're, you know, Tampa Bay scoring, I would just say they're getting unlucky. Um, realistically, you know, the total yards averaging about 419 yards for Tampa and Houston only averaging about 393. Um, so just based on how I'm reading this, and obviously obviously I could be wrong, but Tampa Bay is letting up more yards per game than Houston. Or I'm sorry, they're getting more yards per game than Houston. Um, and they're winning by a lar larger margin of victory than Houston. But for having a two-game worse record, um, what that's kind of telling me is honestly, Tampa Bay's defense is just not holding up. Um, when you have a team that, you know, you're winning by a larger margin of victory than your opponent, 
Uh, I just don't know if I necessarily think that the offense is the issue. Jameis is not a fire quarterback. I'll give him that. Uh, but I think the defense is really the reason why this isn't working out for him. Buccaneers in their last five. Uh, they played at Detroit last week. Lost or beat them 38-17. I apologize. Uh, played against Indy, one, played against Jacksonville, one, and played against Atlanta and, and one. Um, last loss came back against New Orleans at home. Um, so, I mean, but let's, yeah, Bucks are on a four-game winning streak. I get that. But Atlanta, I mean, what they really haven't done anything great this year, um, except they just beat the 49ers this last week. So, good for them. Jacksonville's had a quarterback mess all year. Next year, they might be a little bit more competitive. Uh, if they can figure out what they want to do with Gardner Minshew or Nick Foles. Uh, Buccaneers played the Indianapolis Colts, which have not been too great. Um, you know, they've had a ton of injuries. T.Y. Hilton's been fighting his, uh, I think it's a thigh or a quad, something like that. T.Y. Hilton just can't stay healthy this year. Um, and then they played against the Detroit Lions, who are not, you know, they're just not, not great. Um, Texans last five, beat Tennessee, lost to Denver, beat New England, beat Indy, lost to Baltimore. Um, when I say lost to Baltimore, they got smoked by Baltimore, 41 to seven, but they beat New England. They beat Indy, the same team, the Buccaneers beat, um, they beat the Titans. They lost to Denver, which Denver, you know, is definitely notorious for kind of snapping and playing good games randomly. And the Buccaneers just, I think, their best win for me would be in uh, Atlanta, Jacksonville, maybe. Uh, I mean, the, the offense definitely put up what they had to do against Indy. They scored 38. Defense let up 35. So, if you're asking me, long story short, who do I think is going to take it between Tampa and Houston? I'm going to take Houston all day long. Um, Houston, 9-5 and five in their division, has a one-game lead over Tennessee. Um, and Tampa Bay is seven and seven, four games behind New Orleans, and we'll have to wait till next year. On to the four o'clock game, four thirty, folks. It's the Buffalo Bills, ten and four, on the road against the New England Patriots, eleven and three. A win this week would put both teams at eleven and four. New England would have to lose next week. I know it doesn't, you know, probably doesn't look too promising, but. Um, you know, the Bills have to win out, and I think it's looking better for them. So uh, with that being said, let's go to the pick center, as we did for the last game. The Bills are six-and-a-half-point underdogs to the New England Patriots. Patriots are minus 280 favorites, with the Bills being plus 240 underdogs, and the over-under is as low as 37. Um, I think that's fair because I really could see this game being like a 20-14 to 14 game. Um I just think with the Bills' defense, the lack of offense out of the New England Patriots, I, I think you're looking at no more than a 20-14 to 14 game. I kind of hope I'm wrong because I'm going to be there in New England watching this game. Um, but I just don't know if I necessarily uh, see this being a high-scoring affair. Um, for Bills' playoff chances, just so everybody is aware, they play New England this week. Uh, a win against New England would tie them for the division lead. Uh, New England would have it because of tiebreakers. And then you look at the Bills' season finale against the Jets. Let's call it a win. So let's call the Bills, you know, winning the next two. Let's call the Bills finishing at 12-4, and four, which is an absolutely insane finish for the Buffalo Bills uh, when most professionals were predicting them to finish 6-6, six and six, or 6-6, six 6-10, and 8-8, eight and eight, 
um, things along that nature. Um, so I think the Bills really have a good shot. And then you look at the Patriots schedule. Obviously, the game, you know, the game against Buffalo. Figure they lose that. Last game is against Miami. Now, I'm not saying that Miami is good. But they beat Philly. And I'm not saying Philly is good either. Miami beat Philly. Miami, honestly, folks, I think could do it. Tom Brady would have to play exceptionally bad. Patriots defense would have to not really take it seriously. Um, and I think Ryan Fitzpatrick would have to, you know, really play just kind of top of his game. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's possible. Patriots got to lose out. Bills got to win out. And lucky for the Bills, one of the games for the Patriots to lose is against them. So, ultimately, you know, you can't you can't say it's not in the Bills' hands. It's going to come down to Miami in the last week. But if you're the Bills and you're looking at, you know, how you want to attack this game, <clears throat> if you lose to the Patriots, then it doesn't matter. Um, you know, you need to beat the Patriots this week to hope they even, you know, need to play Miami seriously. Because um, ultimately, I could see the New England Patriots, maybe if they uh, lose to the Bills this week, I think that kind of gets them angry, and I think they take it a lot more seriously and kind of put the smack down on Miami next week. Um, but like I said, I think it's possible. I really do. Um, matchup predictor has New England at 81.4% chance to win, only 18.4 for Buffalo. Um, compare the stats, though, folks. I mean, Josh Allen, 28-76 for passing yards, 18 touchdowns to 9 interceptions, so a 2-1 to ratio, pretty solid. Um, Tom Brady having arguably the worst statistic year of his career, which says a lot because he still has a 3-1 to touchdown-to-pick ratio. Um, 21 touchdowns to 7 interceptions is insane. 3,565 passing yards. It's a lot, folks. Um, you know, he's obviously probably the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. I hate his guts, um, but you got to call it what it is. Compare the rushing game. You got Devin Singletary. 136 carries, 729 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, remember, Devin Singletary missed a couple games, folks. You know, he missed a little bit of time. Finally came back. Finally started using him more. Um, and, you know, look what happened to the Bills' offense. They actually started turning stuff around. Those are 6-1 and one on the road, by the way. Um, don't think many people realize that. But that doesn't get done without the run-forward mentality of Devin Singletary. Guy doesn't worry about taking his hits and falling, you know, falling to the side, holding on to the ball. Man falls forward. Um, and he that gets him a lot more first downs than a lot of people. So good for him. Um, and, I, you know, for receiving-wise, John Brown, leading receiver for the Bills, 71 catches for 1,007 yards, five touchdowns. Pretty much right on pace with Julian Edelman, 92 catches, 1,019 yards, six touchdowns. Um, so let's put it this way, folks. John Brown has only 12 less receiving yards and one less receiving touchdown than Julian Edelman, and there's a 21 reception difference. I would guarantee anything. I would put any amount of money down that if you gave John Brown 21 more catches, he would have more than 12 yards and more than one touchdown. Um, and that's just how I think, you know, that speaks to Josh Allen's passing mentality. That speaks to the veteran leadership of John Brown. Um, I think it's finally good for the Bills to have somebody like John Brown who you can actually count on to, you know, really haul in some balls. Um, realistically, if you look at just the injury report, 
Bills have this kind of working on their side. Only two, uh, you know, two players on the injury report. Only one is confirmed out. Ty Mishek, um, totally, you know, totally always butcher his name too. Um, but New England has a lot more out. They got McCourty out, Collins Senior out, Jones out, Edelman out, Shelton out, um, and that's you know that's just what we're seeing here. So uh, realistically, it's. It's looking better for Buffalo than New England in terms of injuries. Um, I'll give them credit for that, though, because if the Bills can pull this off, you know, you know New England's going to come back and be like, well, you know, Edelman didn't play. He was questionable up until the game. Uh, give me a break, all right? You're the Patriots. Just because you can't have one receiver, uh, you know, a receiver to rely on, you're like every other team in the league, folks. Don't, you know, don't think you're any special. Review the last five real quick for each team. Bills beat Pittsburgh 17-10, lost to Baltimore 24-17. Then you got wins consecutively against Dallas, Denver, and Miami. Obviously, that Thanksgiving win against Dallas was huge. Bills now have two primetime wins this season. Pretty amazing when you can say that you beat the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving um, and then an AFC hopeful playoff team on NB, or on Sunday Night Football on NBC. So, Bills, honestly, are doing everything they need to to look good this year and play good this year. Um, Patriots actually dropped two of their last five. They're only three and five, three and two in their last five. Uh, their losses came against Kansas City and Houston, back-to-back. Uh, then they got wins over Dallas, Philly, and Cincinnati. Now, look at the games against Dallas and Philly, folks. Now, Dallas and Philly... You know, their defenses are pretty great, but their offenses are horrible. Um, 17 to 10, New England beat Philly. 13 to 9, New England beat Dallas. So you're talking a combined 30 to 19 that you're beating two teams uh, that are fighting it out for a playoff spot. And then you play Cincinnati. They played garbage in the first half. I'm not going to lie to you. And they come back and put, you know, hang 34 on them by the end of the game. So. For what it's worth, the Patriots always find a way to win. They're still finding ways to win, uh, but they're just not the same caliber of team. It's just you got to call it how it is. They're not the team that's gonna scare anybody anymore. They're probably gonna be out. You know, they're going to out coach. If you play them, you're going to be out coached. Um, but in terms of talent, I think Father Time is finally knocking on the door of Brady. I think between. Him getting a little bit older and not having the plethora of receivers that he's normally accustomed to. I think we're looking good for a possible Bills AFC East title. So everyone in Buffalo, keep your fingers crossed, okay? It's really, really looking like it could happen here. Finally, last but not least, we're doing Los Angeles Rams, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, San Francisco is given a 69, nice, 0.9% chance to win this game. Los Angeles Rams only given a 29.8% chance. I think that's generous. Uh, I think, honestly, if you look at the Bills to the Patriots, if the Patriots were given about an 84% chance to win. I think that was, I, I'm already forgetting. Um, you're going to tell me that you know 49ers have a 30% chance of losing to the Rams who have not been able to put together you know a competent string of games all year. Um, Rams last five <clears throat> loss against Dallas, win against Seattle, win against Arizona, loss against Baltimore, win against Chicago. One of your best wins against Seattle, twenty-eight to twelve, and that's what everyone kind of 
That's what made everyone think Rams may be back. You know, the defense shut down Seattle. Offense was looking great. Goff was looking like a pro again. Um, but then your next best wins are 34-7 to against Arizona, who is arguably probably the worst team in football this year, one of them at least. Um, Cincinnati's definitely probably got the title for worst, but I, you know, I digress. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I think the Rams have a chance to put up a good game, but as I've said with many teams this year, it depends what team shows up. Um, very few teams have been consistently uh, a threat, consistently lethal. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't think the Rams are that team. I think the San Francisco 49ers rebound. Uh, I think they come back and I think they, you know, kick some ass in Los Angeles. Well, in San Francisco against Los Angeles. <clears throat> Going to the pick center, kind of similar to the Bills. Rams are six and a half point underdogs, 49ers six and a half point favorites. Uh, 245 on the plus for the Rams and 290 on the minus for the 49ers. Uh, 44 and a half is the over under total points line for the Rams 49ers game. Now, that being said, I'm going to take the 49ers to win by a touchdown here. Um, call me crazy, but I think uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is just having a much better season than Jared Goff. Uh, Jared Goff does have more passing yards, 3,996 compared to Garoppolo's 3445. Um, Goff's only four yards away from 4,000. I think that's pretty cool for him. Good for him. Um, but he's got 17 touchdowns to 15 picks. Garoppolo's only got 26 to 11. Uh, touchdowns, interceptions, obviously. Now, looking at their full injury report, Rams only have Zerline and Hill, 49ers, a person, Tart, Ford, and Taylor. Um, so I know another two to one, or at least a more than double injury report for the team expected to win. Interesting, in my opinion, but, you know, that's why I don't make the science. 49ers last five. Atlanta, they lost. New Orleans, they won. Baltimore, they lost. Green Bay, they won, and Arizona, they won. Again, both teams, you know, put a good amount of points up on Arizona, 34 and 36. Um, they beat, you know, 49ers beat Green Bay, 37 to 8. That was a pretty insane game for them. They just really shut them down. Um, Baltimore, they just barely lost to. New Orleans, they just barely beat in a shootout. Um, and then they, you know, lost a, a brutal kind of last-second last second heartbreaker to Atlanta. So, um, I think the 49ers are definitely deserving of a 12-2 and record right now. Um, it got luck, unlucky against Atlanta. You know, did their offense do enough for them to guarantee a win? No. Um, but they put them in the right spot. So at that point, it's on your defense to hold it down. If you're looking at the standings in this division, folks, San Francisco 11-3, Los Angeles is 8-6. So L.A. really has no shot at making it at all. Um, you know, I mean – I don't even think they have a chance at the wild card at this point. Last time I looked, it was pretty much between uh, the Bears and the Eagles. Um, actually, I don't know. I want to say the Rams have a shot. I don't, I'm not really uh, 100% up to date on the NFC playoff race, but that's because I'm just focusing on the Eagles winning their damn division. I'm going to be honest with you folks. Um, Seattle's at 11-3, and three, though, so really this is just going to be a race to see who gets the one seed in the NFC. Um, San Fran and Seattle are going to be going back to back. Kind of, I'm thinking it's going to be Seattle. Um, and then you're going to have either a Dallas, Philly, San Francisco matchup. So whatever it is, whatever it happens to be, um, I think we're looking at a very promising playoff race, folks. Um, tie up a little couple loose ends on this Rams Niners game. 
Uh, Gurley's been looking decent again this year. 188 carries for 741 yards. Mostert for the Niners, 662 yards on 116 carries. So for 72 less carries, he's only got 80 less yards. It's pretty solid for him. Uh, and half as many touchdowns, 10 to 5 for Gurley to Mostert. So um, I think Mostert's going to probably run all over the Rams again this week. I just think he's a you know a very superior back. Um, and then if you look at the receiving yards, how often is it that you see a tight end leading your team in receiving yards? Unless you're the Eagles, um, you know, they kind of trust Zach Ertz more than anything. But 49ers have thrown 73 catches to Kittle, 888 yards with four scores. Cooper Cup, 83 catches, 1,031 yards and eight touchdowns. Um, for 150 more yards and only 10 catches. It's, it's, you know, it's all right. It's not anything great. Uh, I think Kittle could do it as well, but I guess we'll uh, we'll have to see how the Rams 49ers game plays out tomorrow. So um, definitely keep an eye out for that, folks. Make sure you do tune into the Bills-Patriots game, though. Um, so we're going to do real quick, ending it out right here. Um, well, before I touch on UB a little bit. NFL pick them. Saturday, December 21st, I am on record picking the Texans to win the ball game against the Buccaneers. Give me the Bills over the Patriots and give me the 49ers over the Rams. 1 o'clock on Sunday, Jaguars at the Falcons. Honestly, the way the Falcons have played lately makes me think that, you know, with both teams being 5-9, and nine, Atlanta is a 7-point favorite. I think Atlanta's been playing better lately. Matt Ryan's got 3,700 passing yards plus. Give me the Falcons. Ravens over the Bram, Brams over the Browns. Not going to put too much work into this one, folks. Ravens all day. Saints over the Titans. Um, same thing right there. I'm just giving you Saints over the Titans. Panthers against the Colts. Colts are at home against the Panthers. Give me, um, I don't know, folks, on this one. I think I'm going to have to have you give me the Colts. Not really liking everything I've seen out of Kyle Allen this year, even though he does have over 3,000 passing yards. Um, give me the Colts to win at home. Dolphins, Bengals. I think this one's honestly going to be interesting. Um, I think if the Bengals win, then the Dolphins get a little bit more charged just to play New England next week. Or maybe it's the exact opposite and they bench their players. Um, folks, give me the Dolphins to win this one over the Bengals at home. Steelers against the Jets. This is one, folks, I genuinely think the Jets have a really good chance of winning this game. I'm going to pick the Jets in this one. Pittsburgh's three-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, the way Darnold and Bell and Anderson are really kind of getting themselves together. Five-and-nine now, chance to finish seven-nine. Uh, I see you got to play the, the Bills and the Steelers for your last two games, which aren't great. So maybe realistically the Jets finished at five-and-11. Um, but I'm going to take the Jets to win against the Steelers and lose against the Bills. Give me the Jets to win this week. Giants against the Redskins. Give me the Redskins. Um, they've been looking really good lately, folks. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Adrian Peterson still has it. Dwayne Haskins Jr. is playing a lot better. Almost beat Philly. Um, I think Washington being two-point favorites is generous um, to the Giants. I think it should be more like four and a half. Um, so give me the Redskins over the Giants. Lions against the Broncos. Give me the Broncos all day long. Haven't seen anything out of the Lions that's impressed me too much this year. Raiders against the Chargers. Give me the Raiders on the road against the Chargers. Cowboys-Eagles, this is going to be a damn good game, folks. I really think this is going to be a playoff atmosphere. Uh, give me the Eagles at home to win against the Cowboys. I think you're going to be shocked at these Eagles receivers that are stepping up this week. 
Cardinals and Seahawks. Seahawks at home against the Cardinals. Seattle's nine and a half point favorites. All day long, I will take the Seahawks. Chiefs against the Bears. Bears do have some competitive fire in them to put together some close games. Don't see it happening this week, folks. I think it's going to be Chiefs over the Bears. Now for the interesting one, folks. Packers at the Vikings on the road in Minnesota. The 11-3 Packers taking on the 10-4 Vikings. Minnesota is 5.5-point favorites, but damn it on Monday Night Football, give me the Packers. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to do what he has to do to win that game and take the Packers uh, clinching their division for sure. Now, last but not least, folks, a little bit of a longer episode this week, and I appreciate it because there's a lot going on tomorrow in the NFL world. Um, but don't forget, okay, today, Friday, December 20th at 2 p.m., the UB Bulls football team is taking on the Charlotte 49ers at Thomas Robinson Stadium in Nassau, the Bahamas. Buffalo is six and a half point favorites looking to get their first bowl win in the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. Uh, 52 is the over-under. Give me Buffalo with the spread and give me the over in the points. Um, Jarpat, I think, is one of the best rushers of all time in Buffalo history. Uh, I think he's honestly got what it takes to compete with Brandon Oliver's all-time stats. I definitely think he gets a look at the NFL and playing on Sundays. Um, Folks, I'm really excited about this. If you're looking for a place to go to watch the Buffalo game today, again, please go to Amherst Pizza and Ale House. They got a ton of good food going on today, ton of good beer, ton of TVs. I won't be able to make it because I'll be traveling on the road back to Albany. Um, That's my halfway point to get to New England tomorrow. But, folks, I'm really excited. Bills Patriots tomorrow, Buffalo against Charlotte today. What a game. I got my studio set up. A lot of good things happening. Second to last episode of 47 Foot Friday for 2019, okay? Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Have a great weekend, and I will see you next week. Goodbye.